This is the EPLOG audio experience. How do you successfully explain a career break in your resume? What does it take to transition from being a sales or marketing professional to being an HR professional or vice versa? Hello and welcome to our special People and HR series. You're listening to Voice of Achievers with me, Yashika. And on today's episode, we're addressing career breaks, HR consultancy, transitions from other realms to HR professions, employee well-being, and taking paternal leaves. Our guest is Hari Subramanian, an XLRI alumnus with over 11 years of experience in the HR and business roles across organizations like Mahindra Group, Amazon, etc. Throughout his career, he's made unconventional transitions by moving from HR to sales and customer success back to HR again. Now, Hari is passionate about writing and he's also authored the best-selling book called Hilarious MBA Memoirs a satirical take on the B-School life. Currently, based in Sheffield, UK, Hari works as an independent consultant and dons a double hat as a stay-at-home dad as well. Now, that's interesting. Welcome to the show, Hari. Thank you, Yashika, for having me. A pleasure. I'm often, you know, taken to asking women this, that, you know, how do you juggle this and that and you juggle home and... What's it like to actually say and take, uh, you know, a paternal leave, Hari? It's a very uh, interesting question, Yashika. So, just to give you a background, uh, all along I had been that, uh, so to say, one-dimensional person, you know, like always focused on goals and, you know, uh, work deliverables and so on and having a bit of fun. Hmm. Uh, But when uh, fatherhood happened, it was a very, uh, this was three years ago when I took that career break and, it was a very, you know, uh, different experience. So at that time I was doing a sales role and I had to travel for about 20 days out of 30 every month, you know, doing market visits and stuff. And that's when I realized that, you know, uh, the first six months uh, are something which are truly joyous, right? And I didn't want to sort of uh, miss out on that. So I took a very impulsive decision that, you know, let me take a career break and then uh, see what happens because a lot of uh, support in terms of helping uh, you know my wife etc and it was it was a really an eye-opener i could really understand what you know a woman goes through and how difficult it is especially the first six months uh, that also opened different aspects of me right so i used to start writing the time express my feelings and lovely so it was an interesting journey and we'll talk about it more and then after after six months or so when my wife also decided to get back to work. I also sort of decided to go back and, and then uh, double hatting, like you mentioned, where uh, I do a lot of uh, independent projects as a consultant. And then because the ecosystem here doesn't allow nannies and, you know, unlike in India where we are so lucky and fortunate, here you have to do a lot of work independently. So I'm still figuring out that process, but it's been a great uh, journey. I would say I would not regret any single movement of it or change anything so that's the way i would put that's beautiful uh, Hari. and because you talk of this you know i want to know is it hard when we are talking of a career break and when we uh, especially when you go back how hard is it to explain 
to an external party a client or an organization that this is the reason for your break and does something change internally or externally for you as a professional i would say two things basically one is uh, you have to be honest and authentic about your career break when you are returning whether you are writing your cv or you are you know being asked about this in interviews uh, i think you need to be honest in terms of explaining your reason the reason could be anything it could be maternity paternity it could be layoffs health issues sabbaticals etc uh, in my case it was uh, uh, being a stay at home dad and i've interviewed people as well later when when i've sort of taken up the hr role so a lot of times what happens is candidates don't bring out the real reason of the career break because they are either defensive or they do not want to you know be cover up and then you know Uh, sometimes people ask follow up questions just to sort of see whether the candidate is consistent and then it becomes difficult to justify you're right so my take on this would be is to be honest and not be defensive now how do you not be defensive what you could do is uh, i was very confident you know i never saw that as a setback but i looked at it as as an opportunity that i'm also learning some other skills like multitasking managing multiple things you know some transferable skills you always learn whenever you take a career break as well for you know any of these reasons right it's not that you know you're not uh, learning any skill etc right you could even travel for career breaks there you could learn about cultures you could work as volunteers with ngos so yeah. every person in some stage of the career break will learn some skill or the other what we forget is to Uh, sort of imbibe that and explain that confidently, you know, in in the uh, next job or in the resume. So if you are not honest and uh, if you are defensive, these are red flags. If, if you are honest and you know you played on the front foot, then uh, half the battle is won. I would. That's actually interesting. You know, Hari, I'm going to interrupt you here. What's exciting is that. well to be honest now at least in the last two years with the pandemic uh, setting in, it's. easier than ever before to explain the career break because of the society and organizations embracing uh, so many other aspects your mental health and there are so many conversations around it uh, however in your case this was pre pandemic and therefore Sorry. i am assuming that it may not have been as easy to explain this as opposed to how it is now with the society accepting it a little more now uh, the question is that when this happens and you're explaining this to an organization does that affect your compensation and does that affect your role and your career progress compensation yes that's the sad uh, reality however much you want to aspire for a lot of people uh, you know either take you at the same pay or a lot of people even reduce your compensation yes. that's a very sad part unfortunately you know? that's I still so true don't right i understand why somebody is uh, penalized for you know doing something which he or she feels is the right thing from a life stage perspective but it is the sad reality uh, you should evaluate candidate based on uh, the skills he or she possesses and the fit for the role and you know if they are there you give him the compensation otherwise what you are also doing is throwing in a seed of you know slight dissatisfaction and later that could you know uh, bubble up so so that is something which people or you know recruiters or business leaders forget when when on on the salary part so that is something i think few other elements also uh, i think i would say uh, 
at least this is my experience in terms of other than the salary itself in terms of what people need to look out from a challenge perspective i think one uh, the time frame has to be realistic you know you should look at least 6 to 9 months is a window you should take to find the next job anything less or more is uh, very lucky or very unlucky 6 hmm. to 9 months and some finances so that while you are working Absolutely. in your previous job at least have uh, six months of you know contingency Cushion. fund so that you don't have to take up any job and therefore any salary which comes you know so that financial cushion gives you an opportunity to sort of evaluate multiple listing rather than uh, take the first job which comes right so again one thing which you need to uh, keep in mind is flexibility now like to said salary right now there could be four five things salary location the kind of job profile the organizational brand you need to decide i think as to what is that one thing which you will not compromise on come what may hmm. so in my case it was location because of my life stage and uh, being with the daughter come what may if, if i choose between a pay cut or a, you know a lesser brand but still location is there i would go each candidate it's different depending on their life stage and, and their choice so find out that one factor which is non uh, negotiable the other thing is also uh, networking right mm. because a lot of people will be in the space where yaar baat karu logon se nahi karu whether people will be willing to help or not you know sure. i think it is better to you know talk to as many people even if you have not spoken to them in the recent past you know yeah uh, because the third contacts are usually the ones who help right your yeah. immediate friends family will give you help but lot of times you will find about openings from people you hardly spoken to but you know and they are willing to respond at least my case that was the case so so some of these things if you can take care of i think uh, you will not face a challenge with salary or you know compensation if if you are doing your preparation well once you are starting to very interesting uh, so what i take is that this can be a well thought through strategy as opposed correct. to just being a hasty decision so to say correct uh one of the interesting things within your career trajectory is the jump we often talk of uh jumps especially and and in this case it's not even a jump it's actually a transition so you transition from being an hr professional to a sales professional and then back again to hr how difficult are transitions and when you're stepping into a different uh role how do you explain that you're fit for the role we need to ask ourselves why we are doing the transition like i take my own example i wanted to move from hr to sales because i wanted to get a deeper understanding and i really was excited looking at what sales people were doing when when i was traveling with them in my hr role so you need to figure out the why the why just cannot be a very uh, superficial reason like you know compensation or you know anything it has to be a thing which which connects with you right second thing you need to do is be attached to a mentor either from your past in the in the hr domain for me or or the sales who can guide you for that transition period for about 6 to months to 1 year right typically that is when you can also think that this could go wrong this was a bad choice you know i was better off in my previous uh, function all those doubts may arise so therefore giving yourself a time blank timeline saying that okay, one year i will not bother i will come what may you know try to go ahead with this and after one year of the transition i will take a call whether it works for me whether i want to continue or 
go back you know those calls should be taken after one year so in my case i'll tell you after six months i was very very frustrated in sales thinking that this is not my cup of tea maybe hr was better i'm doing all the hard work and it's around but you know result nahi aa raha then luckily i had my mentor from hr who was a senior leader who told me look this is too early for you to take a call on this you you should give a full cycle at least of a year and you tell me what are the problems we will try to solve right uh, so you need that kind of a uh, attitude sort of make it work because there's been there there have been career breaks and there there's been transitions a large part of this especially post covid uh, there is a conversation around employee wellness and employee well being uh, which is something that you have closely either witnessed or you know been like a an ambassador for so when we're talking of people managers how is it that you would suggest employee well being is taken care of especially in the hybrid workplace what are the essentials see i would break this down into two parts okay what will you do from a proactive or a preventive side with regards to well being and what would you do from a reactive side if there is an issue with somebody how do you do that Perfect. so let's talk about proactive management right uh, in proactive management i think the first thing and i'm going to focus a lot on the emotional well-being because of pandemic we have seen and uh, more than uh, physical and uh, financial because those are easy to recognize emotional is something which as a society itself uh, we still i feel need to gain more awareness of it because of how do you recognize somebody who's you know having those early signs of stress burnout etc right so what can organizations do to strengthen awareness about uh, these emotional aspects a manager first needs to be aware of uh the patterns and signals uh, from an employee's perspective so i just take a detour and give an example itself while i was working uh, one of the organizations we had sort of uh, put an employee on a performance improvement plan because he or she was skipping meetings and totally disinterested etc and even that didn't work and unfortunately during the time of exit interview we realized that oh uh, the employee opened up and said you know he or she is suffering from some uh, mental illness and then you know we took whatever was the course of action required in this case nobody is to blame because nobody is aware that you can look at the issue from this angle as well so what could be a possible solution for this is to strengthen awareness is we have a for like posh we have a mandatory module which talks about what is sexual harassment and etc i think organization need to have a mandatory you know mental health 101 module like an online module which talks about situations how do you recognize signs of stress what typical behaviors do employee exhibit how do you have conversations you know uh, how do you ask and keep checking in on people once in a while that awareness needs to be built in at the start itself and somebody joins either an employee or a manager so awareness is one right the second is a lot of signaling initiatives okay so when i say signaling uh, it could be initiatives like uh, having fireside chats with mental health nice. experts you know yeah where you know the ceo of the organization or the business leader is leading the way right a uh, lot of organizations have also given a monthly off a one day off a month you know like a wellness uh, off a lot of organizations do that so that could really help 
having these conversations i remember you know one of the leader actually calling a mental health expert in one of the business units i was supporting and gathering their team and talking about this and you know opening about you know these were the issues i was facing do you guys face in your teams etc so those kind of conversations you know role role modeling those become critical third would be uh, helping employees build simple and consistent habits right so lot of uh, preventive activities like exercise yoga dance depending on what works for each individual need to be you know driven in in conversations right because these things have a direct correlation on physical and mental health right so it indirectly you know uh, trickles down i would say because people look at uh, you know their superiors and then emulate a lot of so to so just to summarize in the proactive uh, management side i would say awareness signaling interventions and uh, building and simple and consistent habits now let's go to the reactive, reactive. Side. Yeah. what happens if kisi ko you know for some unfortunate reason if something happens how should a manager react now there also there is a specific way because i've worked in organizations in that space which Uh, leaders can pick up these signals and pass it on to a professional organization you know right most of organizations have tie up with eap providers etc but it is about recognizing that and having that conversation with that employee and asking if it's okay to be referred and then you let the medical or the uh, expert course take take it through i think there also a lot of coaching needs to be given in terms of what conversation to be had how how do you route it etc a lot of times uh, what happens is people are afraid that i'm talking about the employees that talking about this you know may the employee may lose his or her job hmm. you know to maine main agar bol dunga ki you know mere ko for example depression hai mera manager bol dega ki you know you know so and so thing and you know i may be replaced immediately that fear may also be there because of which employees may not open up the manager in this case he or she should you know be open to addressing that don't worry about that that is something uh, which is not the scope right now right now the priority is for you to come back and we will do everything to support you, you know? for these right trainings have to happen otherwise managers also will not know because we have not been exposed before the pandemic to these kind of issues at the workplace because everyone is together in a physical environment more training and awareness on what conversations to have how to route it to the professional provider will help in reactive management one of the things that also um happens when when one is sort of uh looking at employee well-being is channelizing it into creative energies one of the things that the pandemic taught us everyone took to cooking or someone to making dalgona coffee and all of that one of the things that you did was to uh, write talk to us about when we are you know now that this is getting serious let's just have some fun and get to the hilarious hr uh, memory that you may have is there something that you wanted to uh, you'd like to share more than a memory i would say this is something which uh, hr professionals are ridiculed for i think which is key you know and this was a myth which even i had when i was in excel i i hope you're not going to say holi kabhi kabhi holi nahi nahi not holi but rangoli and cake cutting so what we were told that you know hr is uh, so do not take corporate hr because 
it is basically cake cutting and rangoli and uh, you know industrial relations is 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 the thing so while the second part still holds good that there is a lot of thing but later when you sort of done lot of serious hr work then you realize that no that is just a myth which people have without knowing what is the uh, real uh, uh, aspect of hr entry level may not know the kind of work hr does because probably uh, a uh, lot of times uh, work happens behind the scenes yeah uh, or at, at at a very strategic level so they go they are only visible to that so an interaction at, at that only comes during the fun at work day or like you said holy or you know, this one so people think that only ek hi kaam hai you know that is just one of that talk to us about hr consultancy and how can one plan their career in this direction i think the first step is to figure out one's area of expertise where they feel you know uh, they can do a good job as a consultant now this could be based on the uh, it could be a function of the experiences they have had the past experiences the skills they have built or the areas which are they are passionate about initially your projects or your business will come from people who know you or can trust you for delivery perfect only these people will sort of you know be okay to experiment with somebody who's you know doing this transition once you deliver those projects successfully then you keep building a referral base and then you know organically it expands and parallelly you can do business development but your initial list will uh, come from the list uh, of contacts or friends or family or whoever it is and that is the second thing third is to be ready to pivot this uh, is the market reality hmm. so after you have done step 1 and 2 which is to identify your area of expertise and then build a list of contacts and get that first project then you have to see uh, what is it uh, in that field actually works then you will figure out okay you after a few iterations you know this works for me this doesn't work and then you will zero in on one two areas so those would be my three steps and then once you are in this field for a period of time then automatically you will build your brand and people will come to know you uh, you know like in the case of startups the more time you spend you know you will sort of what is one most challenging uh, and one most rewarding aspect of being in the hr space a lot of people think that the answer to a lot of questions or problems in hr is either black or white and not gray i think so working on those problems where Uh, everything is not in an excel or you know there is no formula for solving a problem what are the two gray areas so if you look at people problems right uh, when there are people issues there is an employer perspective there is a manager perspective and then you have to as hr make a decision which is right for the organization uh, based on on the values based on situation based on your own experience right then coming up with a solution that that is i think a real uh, challenge the second is how do you deliver employee experience at scale you know nice that is i think a rewarding aspect because you cannot treat employees like an excel sheet entity you know right 20 30 40 every everything matters so these are the two challenging aspects and rewarding as well once you sort of solve for them and you know you get appreciated those are something i think uh, which may be difficult to find in other functions i would say with a great resignation looming over and we've already spoken about breaks and wellness and all of that what are the two ways in which you feel that 
one can retain talent and when is it okay to let go good question yashika i think first thing is i think uh, you need to have a structured uh, talent management process as an organization i feel it cannot be person specific so it should start with you know uh, you need to understand the employee's aspiration every manager or leader in the team should have periodic career conversations and uh, especially the top talent right give them newer challenges in their area of work so understanding aspirations and giving them challenges because that will sort of help employees come out of their comfort zone how often and once in 6 months depends it it, it completely okay. contextual to the employee and and the and the, the business and the industry they are in and, and the client do not have a formula because having a formula here again is a disaster yeah contextual so, what i have seen but but probably yeah, career concept conversations could be once in six months uh, once a quarter depending on what the organization feels second is to uh, give clarity about the various career paths now this needs to happen continuously so that the employees know that look there are these kinds of career paths and i can choose what works for me a lot because a lot of people come in they may not know what is the kind of career progression that the common question i have seen people reach out to me how will i progress if i stay here for 3 years 5 years what roles can i get access to right so have people in the organization talk about these have these sessions have these uh, ask me any things you know all that do that uh then through a combination of uh, projects job rotation and upskilling programs you give them a variety of exposure and experiences that is really required to build a long term leader so the third is uh, having a strong uh, mentorship program wherein you assign the right kind of mentors in terms of experience expertise and leadership at the ground for all this to work like i said you need to have a strong talent management program where you identify uh, talent then have these conversations capture the input of those conversations have these periodic discussions so a lot of the uh, organizations like take mahindra unilever amazon any big organization which has been doing a good job of retaining talent right you will find these uh, things there in, in different forms tell us what achievement means to you hari uh it's a tough question ishika honestly but i think uh, the common thread because uh, i've had so many experiences is uh, to overcome a very difficult challenge um, at a particular point in time and come out with flying colors that would be the common definition you know 10 years or 13 years ago getting into xlr i was an achievement and you know doing successful transition from hr to sales and after all that i was like no i need to get an award from anand mahindra so as you as you move through your life stage and you know uh, your definition of goals change uh, well the definition of achievement may largely be the same for an individual but the perspectives change now if you look at it in the parenthood uh, life stage which i am in very simple things like my daughter is not scared of dogs which i was so i overcame that fear and showed her and now she doesn't so that is an achievement <laughs> i would not have thought of 10 years ago you know if you define achievement i would not have given yeah yeah example. beautiful so so so, so uh, you know as you move in your life stage your perspectives change but Mm. what i have sort of figured out right now and i don't know whether i'll get there or not is how do i impact people at scale yeah 
either through my writing or through you know speaking in forums like you where a large audience is listening and you know you can upskill people educate people that is something i'm figuring out probably you know get there someday yeah i That's think I, which is why we say i think we are all we we are all work in progress maybe you know yeah 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 <laughs> thank you thanks so much for uh, these anecdotes and thank you for being honest with us thanks uh, so much for being you hari so happy to have you on the show yeah pleasure yashika i think i also really enjoyed this interaction and i hope there are clear takeaways for the listeners as well in terms of career transitions and wellness and talent management so thank you thanks for tuning in feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section do rate us on apple podcasts if you like the episode subscribe or hit follow voice of achievers on apple podcasts google podcasts hubhopper spotify geo savan gana or wherever you get your podcasts from send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover don't forget to tune in next week again voice of achievers on epilog media